He's going to hit the crickets. <laughs> I knew it. I knew the crickets were coming. Give me the Satan voice, Jesus. Happy Halloween, everybody. Um, uh, welcome back to Piss Jug. You've caught us for a Halloween episode. That's right. <laughs> and we're back, and we're here again. Uh, it, it's me. It's Brother Brown, and it's Hobbs. What's up, pissers? What's going on? What's up? He took a piss. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was a monster piss. He, he took, took a, a piss. <laughs> It was a monster piss. He, he took, took a piss. It, it was, was a, a mo- graveyard piss. Uh, he took a piss. Going? I thought it was just going to be one one. He no. pissed and then he kissed. It was a piss. <laughs> oh, man. He pissed and then he kissed. Yeah. That whole that's, thing like when, that's like when someone's peeing drunk out the side of a party and they're, they're drunkenly making out with someone who's not front facing. So they're making out sideways while peeing out a door. <laughs> Happy Halloween, guys. I uh, got something for us. Let's go. I knew it was Halloween, and I went to go get candy for us today. And um, he's he's been holding it under his shirt the entire time, to, <laughs> just just to give you guys some context. He's I've just had, had a large lump under his long sleeve shirt for about half an hour. Yeah, I've been, I've been, and we had to troubleshoot the uh, SD card, and I had to do that while uh, concealing the candy under my shirt. So By troubleshoot, he means go downstairs <laughs> and pin and actually get it. It's uh, it's uh, it's a graveyard smash. <laughs> so. That's nor here nor there. I got us some candy, and when I went, I just saw the best hallmark of where we really are going into this holiday season. Are you ready? Our culture is so f- gone. Halloween is so dead. I went to buy us candy, and um, the only option is Christmas candy. So, guys, happy Halloween. I got what? one for you. They're oh, candy canes? Oh, baby. Yep. I, uh, I, made sure, I made sure I got... Chewy sour candy. I wonder how sour these are. I got and a cone for each of you. Chocolate What's this one? Lentils. Chocolate like lentils. M and M's, basically. Oh, okay. And so, happy Halloween, guys! Describe the candies. <laughs> so Describe it. The chocolate lentils are M and M's, essentially, but without the branding, so that it's. It's like the off-brand cereal. It tastes the same. It's just. Yep. Lentils, though, doesn't sound very appetizing sounds, for candy. It sounds healthy. Sounds like beans, chocolate beans. we got beans. the Warheads, chewy sour candies. Uh, they're shaped like little pebbles with different color, multicolors. Shake them candy canes. <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> on Dancer, on Dasher. And we, what about the candy bar? Tell them about the candy bar. the Hershey's sugar cookie uh, with cream and cookie pieces. And it looks pretty good. And it's a snowflake cookie. <laughs> Creamy white. That song slaps. Uh, so, so, yeah, when I went to go get the candy today, I candy was not the only person in the store that was dealing with this. I live on the south side of Atlanta, and... People, they make no reservations here about expressing when they're unhappy about something. Like, if they're pissed about something in public, you're going to know about it. I was in line with, like, it was a huge line because everyone was last-minute shopping. Everyone was pissed (laughs) off. What kind of bullshit? Because everyone was buying Christmas candy. 
because all the Halloween candy was gone. <laughs> so it's just a huge line of people so mad buying Christmas candy, going out the door, just so mad. And one guy came in looking for a costume, and he like lost his shit in the middle of the store that they, they didn't have any costumes left. Oh. And he started looking at all the Christmas shit and was like freaking out, saying what kind of bullshit it is. And then his cousin was in line. So they started yelling at each other from across the store and having a full volume yelling conversation about what kind of bullshit is this Christmas shit everywhere. And everyone in line got more revved up by their conversation. So it was, I would call it borderline hostile. Man, I'm so (laughs) sick of people. Just shut the fuck up. That's what they got. That's all they got. What do you want them to do? Fucking make candy out of his ass and give it to you? Maybe. That's all they got left. This was the, it's just crazy that like literally yesterday all the Halloween stuff was still there and today it's all Christmas. You're going It's a country the, full of procrastinators, folks. You're going with the counterfeit M&Ms first. Oh yeah, and they're counterfeit. <laughs> Definitely. They're way crunchier than M&Ms. <laughs> they are <they're> so crunchy. <laughs> How do you fucking open them? They're from they're from last the year. Off. They're definitely from last year. Yeah. I can just rip it off. Yeah, twist it. Oh, okay. That's what I was trying at first. Dude, this is it? way too crunchy. <laughs> The peanuts? It's like kettle cooked M and M's. Chrome almost chokes. It's so crunching. dry. It's like crunching you guys are doing right. It's like a Popeyes biscuit M and M. Going in. AMSMR. You mine mine are not too crunchy here. I don't, I don't know. You guys might have got some stale ones. Those are probably from Christmas last. They're from last year. year. Yeah. Yeah. And we got the 2021 batch. Yeah, they've they've aged beautifully. Mine are okay. They were sealed nicely. That's why it was harder for me to open mine. Not because I'm stupid and I don't know how to open. Ours have fentanyl in them. That's why they're crunchier. Candy yeah, cane. we're gonna be gone later. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Passing on. Uh, also, they're in candy cane, little candy cane shapes in the tubes. These yeah. fentanyl bits are fire. I kind of got these because I wanted to like highlight the bit that um, you know. Halloween seems to be one of the casualties of the pandemic that I don't think is ever going to recover to what it was. I don't ever see it coming back. I think we are watching the erasure of a holiday. What? Halloween is the only holiday that fucking matters. Taste-wise, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying in practice, it's not what it was. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm still going to enjoy it. I don't care. I agree with you, but I'm saying imagine being a kid now. Mm-hmm. Whole deal's different. Just wouldn't be as fun. Got to watch out for human traffickers. Yeah, you got to watch out for. Uh, you got to hop out of your mom's car. Yeah, and run to the door and then run back to your mom's car. Oh. <laughs> My God, an atrocity. Um, the, one of the reasons I wanted to lead off with this tonight, I wanted to ask both of you guys if you had a particular Halloween that stood out to you as being your favorite. I'm telling why. I have a, I have a couple good contenders, but I'm, I'm really, I, I was thinking about it because you even mentioned it when you pulled up tonight for the episode. Um, one of you guys did asking if I thought I was going to get any trick-or-treaters. And I think it was you, yeah. That was Hobbs. And um, uh, I singled him out on the podcast now. Uh, but no. You it was, had, a, it was actually Drew. <laughs> it's actually Drew. It was you. We were just laughing. I was committed to a path. Well, anyways, we don't get trick-or-treaters here because I think the kids are scared and there's a halfway house next door. So in a very real way, um, 
I haven't celebrated Halloween in a way that matters in, I'd say, five-plus years. So it's about watching the horror movies, getting the Christmas candy canes full of chewy, sour candy warheads <laughs> and counterfeit M&Ms, folks. Crunchy M&Ms. Yeah, but... The Hershey bar is not bad. I'm, I'm liking it. How like sour are the warhead chews? You're the guinea pig. No, they ain't nothing, man. They're nothing. They're sweet. Okay, cool. Oh, I'll like probably enjoy old them. Old school then. warheads, like dude, those, those used are. to kill me. Ooh, they'll get you. All right, so wait, I'll open up with a Halloween story for you guys. As uh, one of my favorites, um, I did a whole Halloween on crutches. I made, I made plans to hang out with a friend and trick or treat with a friend, and the chewing here is hilarious. By the way, it is like. <laughs> Insane. Mine? <laughs> All of it. In stayed concert. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, made, made plans to trick or treat with a friend for Halloween. And um, I broke my ankle like three weeks before Halloween. Ripped all the ligaments, tendons, like that ankle's toast. And I was going, I was preparing like two days before Halloween. I had already figured out my costume with crutches and everything, and then my friend broke his ankle. Mm. And we still went out together trick-or-treating, both of us on crutches, and everyone thought it was a bit. <laughs> Every, oh, like a costume? Yeah, everyone thought it was like, Whoa, your cast looks so real, and they're like kicking it. <laughs> uh, people people definitely felt bad for us because they, when they saw us slow, we were moving. What age? Like 11 or 12. Peak mean kids being mean years. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that one sticks out to me because it was really difficult to trick or treat, and my armpits hurt so bad by the end of the night because of the crutches. So like, that one sticks out to me. And the other one was, um, I used, there used to be a neighborhood that was close to where I lived called the Polo Fields. There were people in that neighborhood. We who, talked about the Polo Fields. Yeah, we talked about it on we here before. This up, yeah. Uh, people in that neighborhood were like, some of them were pretty affluent. And a lot of them were, actually. And some people there gave out money on Halloween. Yeah, singles. So Hell, yeah. I used to love those neighborhoods. King-size candy bars. Oh, wow. Full-size. So, yeah, man. What about, uh, what about you guys? Is there any Halloween that sticks out? I went as Garth Brooks. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, what? <laughs> Oh, you got to go like, up. Okay, so like, what was that that Garth Brooks album that had him in like the striped blue and white button-down collared shirt with like a black cowboy hat? Or maybe it was like a blue and black shirt and like the cowboy jeans and the belt buckle thing. And I was like super into Garth Brooks at that age. So I was like, I'm going to be Are Garth Are you talking Brooks. about Rope in the Wind? <laughs> maybe that's what it is. That's yeah. what it's called. Let me see the, let me see the pick. That's it right there with the middle one, yeah. <laughs> Rope so, in the wind. So I went. How old were you? What year did that album come out? Because that was. <laughs> <the same. laughs> yes, this year I am the most recent Garth Brooks album cover for Halloween. <laughs> this year I'm going as Rope in the Wind. <laughs> Dude. This was in 91. 
This is an embarrassing. You did this in 1991. <laughs> no, you probably did it after that, right? No, I, I think I remember I was probably seven or eight. So like, I may I may have done it right after the album. So like, okay, but you're, but you're right. Like, I wasn't probably six when I did. That. Yeah, I, I, which would have been great if so. Like that, maybe, I need to see I pictures of that. I don't know if I remember being six. What's the earliest memory that you guys have? <laughs> oh, I'll, I'm going to get back to you in a second. I want to hear Brother Brown's Halloween. I got something for you on the, if you think it's embarrassing, and in the, in the country direction. Believe me, I got one that be both you are going to die over. Okay. But Brother Brown, I got to know about what Halloween sticks out to you before we got to this dystopian hellscape where we're eating Christmas candy for Halloween. So mine's actually when I'm in my 20s. But it was like, you know, if you're if you're going to the the Halloween party, the costume party, it's still cool to party at that age. But you're getting right at that cusp where like you still dressing up in your 30s and like that's, you know, we might need to take a closer look at what's going on. But this was like right at the end, like I'd say like 24, 25. We throw a massive kegger. On the, you know, on the bad side of town, I'll say. So we had regulars people that would walk by and ask us for a cigarette. Like, we kind of knew some of those people. I guess the word got out in the neighborhood. Right when the sun goes down, random people start showing up. People are smoking cigarettes in the house. And then the thing that, the icing on the cake, this guy came in from off the street with a gas can because he had obviously ran out of gas. But instead of getting gas, he was filling up the gas can out uh, out of the keg. And then just like dancing with people on the dance floor, like drinking beer out of a gas can. It looked insane. Probably poisoning himself. It looked insane. Yeah, probably poisoning himself. So eventually we had to like kind of get everybody out of there that we didn't know and (laughs) keep it more low key. Yeah, Yeah, we were like, this is getting a little out of hand. (laughs) We got people coming off the street with gas cans. It's probably a lot. But I went as Tuna from Below that year. Nice. I love that. That's a good character, right? Tuna's great. Yeah. I lived in the town where he was from. Oh, sweet. Weymouth. And then one year I stayed out way too late and my, you know, people warned me around the neighborhood. Like that's when the kid, the, the older kids are out and like trying to be mean to people. So I'm like trying to make it home before 10, before I start getting spooked. And I could just hear them fucking chasing me. I could hear the footsteps coming. So I'm just running, dude. But I run into an ambush and I get egged and one hit me right in the nipple and it burst a blood vessel. <laughs> so I had a, I had a black areola for months because I got hit with an egg right in the oh perfect spot. <laughs> it sucked, man. I hated looking down and seeing the, the like just a bruised nipple. It stayed bruised for so long, dude. Areola grande. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey. Zing. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, I wanted to jump over real quick. Um, did you make that up? God damn. Hobbs talking about Garth Brooks. Maybe that's, actually, that's my fantasy football team name. <laughs> that's a really good fantasy football team name. Um, Hobbs talking about Garth Brooks. Made me remember some very embarrassing thing that my extended family would make me do every time I saw them. I have on some deep south Georgia family down around Waverly and Brunswick. that I had to, uh, I'd spent a lot of time down there growing up. And I was like roughly the same age as one other kid in the in the greater family unit. And then aside from that, they had a shitload of kids that were either way younger or a little bit older than me. And this one that was roughly my age, from one of the you asked about one of the earliest memories I have. This is one of them. This is one of the earliest memories I have. <clears throat> from the time of being like five onward to being like eleven or twelve and like having to put my foot down, 
They used to make me get in front. They would get everyone gathered up. And <laughs> Shit, I don't even want to tell it. Chrome's just five years old, and he's like, we are from the greater family unit. <laughs> I, show, I, I show up. Well, they did call me a Yankee because I was from Atlanta. So <laughs> that's how deep south they are. Where you going, city boy? Yeah, that was pretty much the vibe. But they would make me, me and the other cousin that was like roughly my age, they would make us get in front of the entire family, and they would make us dance and sing to Achy Breaky Heart. And they made us do it every year until I was like 11 or 12. I actually, I think you did tell me about that before. Yeah, man. Man, that sucks, So there's dude. there's video footage of me through multiple years of my life begrudgingly standing by this one fireplace in my relative's house doing achy breaky heart. So like, I kind of want to get that video as a time capsule <laughs> of what happened. As the years go by, you can just see it in your face. You're just not into it anymore. Getting so upset that I have to do it every time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Vocals only? Just a vocal performance? No, they Karaoke? Would, no, they would play the song loudly. <laughs> and we would have to dance and sing. Like there was a rehearsed thing. Holy Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey, Mikey. <laughs> you just reminded me of a story. Not really Halloween related. Begrudgingly, though, yes. Went on a church retreat with one of my friends to his church because there was camping involved and we got to go deep sea fishing. That was the payoff. So I was like, fuck it, I'll go do some Jesus shit so I can go deep sea fishing. Let's, let's do it. He didn't tell me that we had to do a talent show as part of the camping. So I thought it might be cool to do the South Park soundtrack, uh, Suck on My Chocolate Salty Balls by Chef. At a church trip. At a I church love trip. That. I love that judgment. But we rehearsed it, and we did like a whole thing, and man, oh man, were they mad. They pulled us aside and called our parents. It was, uh, it was a whole thing. We were shunned. Shunned the rest of the trip. Still had a great time deep sea fishing. Fuck them. 21 and a half pound king mackerel. <laughs> Suck it. Bless, bless be you to he. <laughs> yeah, he has rosin. Yeah. Um, switching gears a little bit, um, in the spirit of, of keeping things scary for Halloween, I have a very scary thing to tell you guys about. Are we going to actually be scared? A little, but Drew's going to have the evidence to back it up. Um, Iron Maiden vocalist Bruce Dickinson is totally lame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As it turns out, he's yeah. gone on an anti-weed tirade that has gone to kill the spirit oh, of Halloween. Fuck him. Bro, I've got Brother Brown to cue up the audio. And, uh... What do you guys think about that? I would have blown so much weed in his face. Oh, my God. 
I would have like doubled the amount I was smoking as he was saying this. To not smoke weed at a concert is the most cop, old man, boomer, Brexit, whatever you want to call it over there. I don't know. Thank what, you for throwing that one in yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, that's just what it like. That's just so dumb, dude. There's You're, a detail about it too. In this in this video, Bruce Dickinson's like 64, 65. He's wearing leather pants that are tight enough to outline his very small penis. So what would you do if a man in very tight leather pants with his very, very uh, non-threatening genitalia just scolding you about your character choices? Like, you should smoke you some weed. Calm down about your little dick. It's fine. Like, you, you won't care as much if you just have a puff, dude. You won't chill. You'll lighten up and start stop talking about fucking Shakespeare while wearing leather pants. Christ almighty. Yeah, you're, you're basically talking shit to like 50% of your audience. Like just Yeah, people that listen to stoner metal with crazy yeah. art. Or not, I guess that's not stoner metal. It's like, I guess the first metal, right? That's what some people would say. It is, it is referred to as new wave of British heavy metal. They are band number two after Judas Priest. New wave of British heavy metal. See, you learn something new every day. It's a very long genre. I once watched this like nerdy metal documentary where they did every subgenre of metal. They explained it, and it was one of the ways that I fell out of love with metal, actually. Because I didn't identify with it. The more I watched it, I was like... I don't like this very much at all. And some metal's really cool, but I mean, believe me, there's some rabbit holes you can go down to where you're going to look around very quick and go, <laughs> I don't belong here. That's absolutely true. Yeah, Bruce Dickinson, that's... He, yeah, needs, to, he needs to, like, get over himself. At an Iron Maiden show, I'd be particularly bummed because, to your, your point exactly, they have really <clears> cool <throat> artwork. They have, like, a cult fan base. You should be able to let loose and be who you are. Yeah. Not be judged. Mate, if you blokes want to go down there on the any back and smoke one, then go right ahead. Get stoned well, out of your mind and be like this knucklehead. Uh. We don't smoke over here. So here, here's the other thing. He fat shamed the guy during that. He said he had a, oh, he has a fat ass as well. That's one of the first things he said. A few weeks ago in Greece, he called a fan a cocksucker. So he's making anti he's making homophobic comments and fat shaming comments and anti weed comments. Sounds, this sounds pretty like cop behavior to me. This dude sucks. Yeah. <laughs> here comes the here comes the fun police. Here it comes. Put out the weed, guys. The rocker's gonna tell us that uh, yeah. you know, we can't do it anymore. Yeah, we can't suck people's dicks anymore. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Yeah, like whatever, dude. Um so yeah, Bruce Dickinson, he's fallen into the rank of musicians. I'm kindly ready for them to please get out of the way. Sit down now. I don't need to hear from you anymore. I'm good. You know? <laughs> Dude, once he did the spoken word thing, I was totally like, oh, you're just a joke to me now. Everything you do from here on out is a fucking huge joke. Everyone that does I respect that he's a pilot. Doesn't he fly the whole band around? He, he is a pilot and he flies people around, but dude, you're hitting something on the head. Um, for I will say this as a caveat slash a cover my ass statement. Cover our ass statement. If you're into spoken word, if you're into poetry, if it's a medium and art form that you like, we're not hating on the fact that you found something that you enjoy. That's awesome. And if you dig that, you're probably going to want to fast forward through the next few minutes of this podcast because we fucking hate spoken word, especially when it comes from someone in a rock or metal band looking hard at Henry Rollins here, too. <laughs> yeah. Bruce Dickinson is the equivalent of like an old actor who just always like stuck with like Broadway shows and never like tried to like make it or like wanted to make it big but like was never good enough or something like like Only the same did theater. mentality yeah. of that type of person who's just like 
He's just a fucking singer. He didn't make all those cool guitar riffs that makes Iron Maiden cool. He's just a fucking guy who sings, and he happens to sing really well, and it went with that genre. But now he's just an old dick fucking telling people not to smoke weed. Half your fucking fans are smoking weed. Fucking fuck you. The first time they're ever getting high, you're listening to Iron Maiden's playing in the background. You bet I was fucking high when I heard that fucking song for the first goddamn time. <laughs> fucking sick, but not anymore. You take a piss and I'll take one too. You take a piss and I'll run it through. But whatever, dude, don't you have a joint? Or it's your piss that I wanna know it. And the piss comes down again. And then the piss comes on my pants. I look up and the horse is pissed. If you got me, you must piss me with the way. That was better than anything Bruce did on stage that night. Yeah, fucking serious. <laughs> they just need to fly us around, man. All right, moving on. Moving on. Bruce Dickinson's the pilot. We're just talking shit about him the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <back> on plane. <laughs> we double down on the Smoltz theory. We take it up a notch. Dick Bruceinson. <laughs> yeah, more like it. Uh, Brother Brown, I remember you mentioned something about a Mr. Ken. Mm. I'm going to try to complete chewing before I start the story. I know these warheads are good. Complete chewing. It's the most sound-intensive episode so far. So I moved in my new house January of 2020, right before shit hit the fan. Bought a house right then. Moving in, first few days, Mr. Ken starts showing up. Hey, man, just letting you know, I do everyone's handiwork around here. Let me know if you need anything. I'm in this house right here. I was like, cool. COVID hit. Didn't see him for like a year. 2021, it starts coming back around again. Hey, man, I'm starting to do car washes. I did your neighbors right here. $20, let me know if you need one. I was like, oh, I'm cool, man. I like to do everything myself. Comes back around a few months later. Hey, man, I'm doing a special today, $15 car wash. Let me know if you want to, you know, take it or leave it. I got a couple more on the street. I'm like, oh, I'm cool. 2021 rolls around. Hey, man, still running that special, $15 car wash. You ever need anything? I'm like, oh, I'm cool, man. Drops it to 10 at the end of 2021. Haven't seen him in like 10 months since that time. He comes back last week. I mean, down bad, dude. No shirt. Just a bucket. He's like, today's the day, man. $5 car wash. I was like, you know what? Let's run it, Mr. Ken. Let's do it. And he did a fucking good job. Then I let him scrub. What kind of pants do you have on? Almost like the bottoms of overalls with no straps. Like way too big jeans with the really high waist, you know, like pulled up above the belly button. Okay. I can respect that. Then he scrubs the whole porch and the chairs because I get this black dust on stuff. I think there's like a magnolia nearby or something. Does a great job. Then he gets a pole saw from somebody. Starts trimming the limbs that are hanging close to the roof. And I mean all this for $11. I am getting a steal, dude. And he's like doing a good job, so... I, I more of the story I brushed Ken off as like some sort of hack. Actually, does great work consistently. He's the Mister Miyagi of uh, of, of yard maintenance. Yeah, dude. I think he's just really trying to prove himself because he knows I've been rejecting his services for so long. He's like, I'm going to get this guy one day. He's a good <laughs> he's a good salesman. You know, he, he doesn't quit. He shows tenacity. He is the equivalent of a guy that will go into a store, 
and steal like hundreds of dollars of stuff and not actually make an effort to make it too far out the front of the doors and stand there with their arms crossed as security pursues them and explain back to them exactly how weak their loss prevention is yeah. and invent a security job for <laughs> <Yeah>. yourself. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's that angle. He pulled some ingenious moves too. Whatever Paul saw, he was using the rope broke. And you know he was tying knots to make sure it was secure, and he fixed the the squeeze. But like he was, he was doing some ingenious stuff. I was like, damn, damn he really this, knows his stuff. You didn't let this guy walk away with eleven dollars. Tell me, you, I gave him a tip. All right, I gave him eleven dollars for the work Respect. and five five dollar tip. <laughs> but I, 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 all that for under twenty bucks is fucking nice, dude. I mean, Car yeah, wash, pretty crazy. All like, the stuff pruned I mean, you back. Must be right. He must be down on his luck. That's yeah. Well, I don't. I don't want to make it seem like I'm just full of money, you know. Like, because yeah. then I'll start getting harassed. Yeah, I, I, I need to. You. I feel you. Know, you. you couldn't. I'm poor I was too. The same thing. I was thinking like, yeah, you can't really tip too much because then he's gonna be back. Exactly, all the dude. Time. Exactly. Knocking well, on your door. I, and you're trying to. Yeah, like eight thirty at night. Hey, man, you want me to uh, bang bang your shoes off? No, no, I'm good, Mister Ken. Thank you. <laughs> it's like you smack yeah. your carpets against the railing. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm glad that your neighborhood's that benevolent because you and I both know the top of your street's very different than the bottom of your street. Oh, yeah. I'm right there <laughs> in the middle. I'm yeah. on the cusp. Yeah, you're right in the middle. You're kind of like, uh, what is it in the Lord of the Rings, that last castle that fends off, the, you know, all the evil stuff the nerds like? I don't know. I say, I say the nerds like, like I'm not a nerd, but I just don't know Lord of the Rings that well because they sing in that book. You're just a nerd about different shit. Yeah, they sing in the Lord of the Rings book, though. They sing. Well, I don't know how you would just hear singing by reading a book. I know. I'm just saying. Is it when they're drinking beers though? No, this like, is when they talk. It'll be like it'll be like Leg- oh, Legolas replied to Elijah Wood's character, and then the orcs came over the mountain. They were glowing. We knew they were close, and it's some shit like that. Yeah, I never, I never read. I never got into fantasy books. I. It's hard, man. What about musicals? Nope. I can't stand musicals. Well, when, it, when it's funny, Book of Mormon was yeah, like the that, exception. That shit's yeah. hilarious. But I've seen I just a couple can't stand musicals. Online. You've been to a couple real musicals. Oh no, I've seen a couple that I enjoyed, like like movies. Rent, a, car, a streetcar named Desire. Uh, I liked when I was a kid. I liked The Nightmare Before Christmas. That's a cool one. Oh, okay. I guess that's that's that a, a musical. musical. I, don't, I don't hate that either. Yeah, yeah that one. Like that one's that. not I'm bad. Totally fine with that. There's one that's really cool called. The Sisters of Vaudeville, or the Triplets of Vaudeville, and it's a movie that has literally no dialogue at it's all. Just action scenes, or what? It's, just, it's an animated movie. Oh, okay. And it's a musical, and but there's no dialogue at all. All songs. Yeah, but the songs are like, I, it's, it's kind of a unique movie. You should check it out. It's, it's we all know Chrome's favorite. It's the uh, <laughs> Beatles musical movie called Across the Universe. Okay, so. <laughs> I saw that in college <laughs> with people that were Beatles fans. Oh, I bet that really instilled uh, your hatred God. for the Beatles watching that. I made a comment about it in a, in a group setting. Oh, but you got shredded. Oh, dude. You, you would have thought that I had made like a religious offense towards an entire <laughs> church or entire like whatever, insert insert religious belief here. But you would have thought I would have like gone in and sworn against their God and then like gave them the middle finger while throwing a Molotov cocktail coated in shit. Cast them out into the shadows without a prayer of reconciliation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, no, I, I said I, I that, one, I didn't like the Beatles, and two, I thought they were the most overrated uh, band of, uh, of, of in music. That was just my opinion, though, and, like, I don't expect everyone to agree with me. That's fine. That's why I'm allowed to have an yeah. opinion of my own, right? True. And, not to them. Yeah, not to them. They don't. They aren't willing to uh, accept the fact that people can, can share different beliefs than them. So I got shredded... And I remember there's a scene in the movie where 
a girl named Prudence crawls in through a window. And that was when I literally yelled, like, this is so, this is such bullshit. They literally <laughs> actualized the lyric into an acted out scene. Like, yep. this is for children. And people got very mad at me. Very mad. But no, uh, most I agree with you on a lot of musicals. Uh, speaking of uh, musicals, though, did you guys hear that they're trying to do an angle on the next Joker movie? They're going to do Joker 2 as a musical. No. I'm fucking pissed. Yep. No. Lady Gaga is going to be Harley Quinn. Yeah. No. Which, like, like, I could see how some people would be really excited about this, but no, not for me. Well, it's it's going to diminish how good the first one is, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's fucking stupid. Why are you doing a musical now? Like, if you were going to do a musical in the first one, then you wanted to keep it consistent and do another one. And like, I get it, but... Have you seen her act? She's in a, into it. She's in a season of American Horror Story about the hotel. I saw it. Dude, it's... It's it's bad. It's, it's an, very bad. It's an awful. That show's bad. Um, there's a few a good seasons though. Can we agree? A couple, but it's it's one of the things that enabled uh, uh, a few the shitty st- actors <laughs> to just keep getting hired over and over because they do the same people every. They year. do, yeah, but it, they're all executive producers and part owner. Of the it, show, yeah, exactly. So it's a, it's exactly. a giant cash grab. Julia Lang, I think is her name, eventually became like an executive producer. It's like, damn, man. Yeah. When she left, the show took a marked nosedive. But yeah, no, they, they did a whole season with Gaga in it. And here, here's the thing. Here's the only thing I could see them doing with the Joker movie that might be convincing. In the first Joker movie, he has all these like scenes in his head where he's successfully performing at a comedy club. Right? I could see how if he's having some kind of like dreaming psychotic episode, he might be dreaming he's actually in a musical with Harley Quinn, and that might be how they work it in, but that has nothing to do with the actual in real time plot. But I still hope they don't do that. I'm Me just saying. Too. I'm just saying that's the one vehicle I could see them exploring. But uh, I, I did you like the newest Joker? Loved it. I thought yeah, it was great. I thought it was great too. Yeah, I liked it. And it was. I liked it too. I haven't talked to many people that thought it was bad. So this is if they if they tank this series or I guess this whatever you want to call it this institution that the Joker has made, it's going to be sad. Yeah, it's it, and it's one thing when it came out, people uh, were like, they thought it was too negative of a portrayal of, of how society was, and it's funny because now you look around and it's very reminiscent oh. of how it is. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Did you guys know that um, Lady Gaga is going on tour with the Goo Goo Dolls? The, what's the tour called? Yeah they're, yeah, they're calling it the Goo Goo Gaga tour. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> he's yeah. gonna play the crickets. Yeah. No, no, do it again, do it again. Yeah. What, the whole joke? No, just the Goo Goo <laughs> just Gaga. The yeah, they're calling it the Goo Goo Gaga Tour. Yeah, I managed to get it. Ow, ow. And, and you know what that means. If they're going on tour, there's going to be an Crickets. opening band. Yeah. <laughs> Who's and the opening band for Goo Goo and Gaga? I think it's going to be the... Uh, piss Jug, Piss Jug. <laughs> going to be the Piss Jug, Piss Jug. Piss jug, piss jug, gonna be full of piss. I said, gonna be full of piss. I said, yeah, yeah. Who does open for Goo Goo Gaga? I don't know. I well, the, here's the real question, and I I, I mean this actually. Sh- shine. Who who is in the Goo Goo Dolls aside from the frontman and the bassist? Mighty Mighty Boston's would open. Dude, I wish they were still Mighty up. Mighty Goo Goo Gaga is the name of the whole tour. I wish the Mighty Mighty Boston's <laughs> were still out here skanking, but I don't think they are, dude. <laughs> I think I think they stopped skanking. You know? Okay, well, hold on. We got one more big issue to get into because it's a, it's a big one, and we're going to have a lot to discuss. Fentanyl. No. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> that, 
there people are going to talk about that. They need to talk about that. We got to talk about. We're all scientists. The dude that walked into Twitter holding the sink the other day. What? See, I didn't hear about this. That's Elon Musk. He walked into the Twitter headquarters holding a physical sink, and he said, uh, "I'm coming into Twitter. Let that sink in." Ooh. And he did a rich dad joke where he carried a sink around as a prop. And did he, you see where they set up a live stream? Outside of Twitter and nothing happened. And they kept like zooming in on people's faces. It was super weird. They streamed for five hours thinking people were going to go protest in front of it. And nobody showed up. So the, the AI was just randomly zooming in on people's faces walking by and they streamed it for five hours. <laughs> just a hyper pixelated like 4K version of someone like walking by with headphones. I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> what did the you, fuck is happening? Did you see the trolls? Uh that were flooding the streets around it, doing the the interviews with people. Once people realized they were streaming, those trolls came up and did a perfect one. It, that one guy gets up there and hold on, I actually am going to pull the audio up because I have it. Okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, Hobbs, what are your feelings on Musk taking over uh, taking over Twitter? I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know anything about this really. I don't know anything about Elon Musk really. I don't. I don't have my finger on the pulse of of anything he's doing. He's pretty much got enough money to enforce the rules that he wants to enforce. So it's fun to watch it play out when it's on something that's playful like this. Like yeah. people not getting banned for saying the wrong thing. Or like yeah. now Twitter's back to being the Wild West again. So yeah. it's actually kind of more entertaining. And I heard uh, fucking Orange Man's coming back on there. Because originally he got expelled from Twitter altogether. Yeah, Orange he was Man. booted. Trump. He's talking about oh. Donald. Oh, okay, okay. All right, I've almost found it. It's really good. It's really good. I will edit out the dead time. Because now there's like a void. Like Trump was the president and we were getting loads of Trump and we were getting all his tweets. Yeah, all his entertaining tweets. he's gone and we don't have any of his tweets. Nope. There's a void for Trump. Nope. You might not like it, guys, but... Okay, I got it. You guys ready? Whatever. <laughs> Let's do it. Free speech is, you know, Nazis saying <laughs> that, uh, you know, trans women shouldn't, you know, use women's uh, locker rooms, then awesome. I guess mission accomplished. We'll see. Listen, I got to touch base with my husband and wife. I got to get out of here, all right? Thank you. <laughs> Who is it? Well, and their names are the and their names are trolls. It's like Long Johnson. Uh, Ligma balls. Ligma balls. Yeah. yeah, they said his name was Ligma balls, and, and they actually put it at the bottom, like or like Ligma Johnson oh, or something like that. Yeah, God. dude, it's fucking crazy. And, and he kept they kept exiting the interviews with "I gotta get back in touch with my husband and wife." <laughs> <laughs> so that was how they were exiting. So, so basically, uh, to Brother Brown's point, this whole thing that they had orchestrated backfired completely it just got occupied by a lot of weird unpredictable activity that made the whole day that much stranger uh musk fired all the ceos right away like all the top people one of them got a 200 million dollar uh severance package must be nice i want to see donald trump in like a cyber truck that's like lifted on like 40 inch tires just driving through the mud (laughs) in a a cyber truck (laughs) Dude, you know, do you know how how strong his base would react to any footage of him in a lifted <laughs> truck, especially the a, a Tesla truck? That would be very controversial. Yeah. It would it would go nuts. Uh, I don't like how they're trying to force us to ride electric vehicles. Well, so man, someone's gonna get that as a tattoo now that you said that. 
you, they're you, gonna get Donald Trump mud. <laughs> That's fucking what I'm talking about. Do you know what's funny about the the Cybertruck thing? Uh, a lot of people that are gonna get those, they like to talk about how good it is for the environment, and they don't reverse engineer where the batteries actually come from. Oh, they're yeah. made from literally slaves are making them, like actual slaves. Mm-hmm. So. It's really funny. Like people try to take a moral high ground with vehicles, and it's just funny because it's like there's a cost in any direction. Like that's really what it is. Like yeah, someone's getting undercut no matter what the mineral or or material used. Something bad's gonna happen because that just seems to be the way we figured out how to work out in here in the 21st century. But um, nor here nor there, I agree with you. Uh, Donald Trump in a cyber truck shredding through mud. With, it. It's a powerful image. <laughs> Corporation I mean, profits up fifty eight percent. Woo! I could, I mean I could see uh, I could see a lot of people ripping up. Uh, okay, no, I'm actually glad you said that, Hobbs. Uh, I, I you and I have known each other since high school, and there's one thing we have to mention about mud that uh, a lot of people don't know. If you're not from the South or you're not from uh, the Midwest or, or some rural area where you've got like redneck culture gestating, mud is when you get in lifted trucks or jeeps and you go out into completely muddy. And rough areas, and you get hammered with your friends, and you get high, and you get drunk, and people have sex with uh, their girlfriends and each other's girlfriends, and uh, it gets all kind of wild. Yeah, that's what it is. So when Hobbs and I were in high school, we had a class together where three or four of the school's biggest mutters were in our class, in that particular class. They would not pay attention for shit. They wouldn't do it. They would chew tobacco in class and spit into bottles and dare the teacher to say anything about it. They wore overalls covered in mud that they wore in the fields on their farms, and when they weren't at the farms, they were out mudding. And then they would get in trouble all the time for, like, not doing their work. And you would go over to their desk, and these guys are, like, 17, 18 years old, and they've got out, like, a goddamn Crayola 64 crayon box, and they're drawing full-page spreads of them <laughs> of getting mud and, of mud stuck yeah, in the mud. Dude. And they, one of the like teachers... big-ass trucks covered in mud. One of the teachers... Full color. One of the teachers that we had, she would, she would get mad at them for, for doing this, so then they started drawing them in dedication to her. Fuck and, you, bitch. Well, like, no, no, it would say stuff like, try and get this one stuck, and it would be like... Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah, so... Mudden, God, that's great. Mudden holds a pretty special place in my heart, actually, for was, that reason. I was going to reference that, and then I thought, oh, well, like, there's no context for it, so I'm not going to say anything. I'm glad you brought the context. But now I got to get the Trump tattoo with fucking... <laughs> and I'll get it somewhere where, like, no one will ever see it and think that I'm, like, a Trump supporter. <laughs> but maybe my ass cheek, yeah. Trump, with the Cybertruck lifted for, on 44s. <laughs> Like With some mud coming out the back, forty-four spraying mud. Yeah, like the mud sprays towards my butt, though. Yeah, that's powerful. Like my butt. Oh yeah, I like that. And then it's like a smear right yeah. by your. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. What does the cyber truck look like? You've never seen it. I'm saying in this tattoo. Oh, like what is it? Is it? It's anatomically correct. Is right? it? Is it to color and scale, well, or is it accurate? Or is it more scale, lit up with big old tires on that sunbeam? Yeah, just the only thing that are oversized would be the tires. The reason I got to ask is if it's Donald in it, you you kind of you're almost pushed in a new school direction. We're gonna have to make Donald's head larger than he it might really be hanging out. I was gonna yeah. say I want like a caricature, almost like there you go, new school. There you go, Donald. Yeah, hanging out like with his fucking arm up or yeah. something. That, if I, you know, I've never wanted a tattoo before, but I kind of want that one. <laughs> That's gonna be the starter. Maybe that'll be my. First so when tattoo. I moved from Houston to the country ass town that I lived in before Atlanta, Columbus, Georgia, I tried to take my not 
four-wheel drive Jeep out to go mudding with these with these mud people. Because I got invited. They're like, is that a Jeep Sport? I'm like, yeah. But they didn't like ask me if it was four-wheel drive. They're like, come on with us. Come on. I go out there, <laughs> instantly get stuck. Nobody helps me out. What? So I have to call my dad. What? I see my dad walking down with the fucking shovel and waders on, and he looks like he's going to kill me, dude. Uh, he looked like a fucking bumpkin serial killer, like, oh, I'm glad you got stuck out here, boy. And he scooped the shovel and freed my tires up, and then was yeah. just like, you're a fucking idiot. You know that? <laughs> Trying to take a, a like a, like a, a six-cylinder, two-wheel drive Jeep. Was it a Wrangler? No, it was a Ch- Cherokee, Cherokee Sport. Yeah, yeah. I, had, I, had, I had the same Jeep yeah. at a point. I, I, I had a white one. Yeah, well, I got Dude, stuck. Some people take Cherokees that are four by fours and turn them into like big. Oh yeah, a lot yeah. of my friends had those for They're sure. Pretty cool. My my Jeep met uh, a much more sad end uh, than than. All right, so basically, I'll just rewind here. I my my Jeep bit the dust a long time ago, but before it did, I had it in Boston, Massachusetts, when I was living up there, and I used to have to park on the street outside of one of my apartments. And one night, the wrestling team that was like younger than the people I had hung out with when I was in college. So, like, I didn't know any of them, but I knew what wrestling team they were. They went kicking rearview mirrors off of cars that were parked. Whew. So they kicked mine off. So You mean, like, side mirrors? The side mirrors. Yeah, yeah they kicked them off. So what I had on my Shit. Jeep for literally 18 months of my life, reflecting back on this, this is the funniest thing in the world, and I can't believe I did this. I went to go... I managed to get, like, the actual part that protrudes from your car to kind of shift back into place. But the glass and that whole structure was done. But if I, there was a way where if you could tape something there, it might stay. So I went to go to like an Ace Hardware or something, cause I, or like an AutoZone, because I knew you could buy replacement mirrors. And they didn't have anything near the size I needed. So the <laughs> they were oversized? 18-wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> so I got like a bunch of duct tape. And I, for 18 months of my life, I had like oversized. Were they the vertical ones? Yeah. Uh, they were like they. Oh, were they like were the, the horizontal giant, ones. The giant okay. horizontals, and I got pulled over by a cop at a point, and like I had no AC in it in that Jeep, so you would just sweat. And I just remember he saw like my mirrors, and he saw me sweating and everything. He just did the math on like how rough it was for me already, and was like. Tail lights out. Get it fixed, man. <laughs> you just see how bad like, it was. Yeah, you mean to get the mirrors fixed, too? <laughs> yeah. You want me to do that? So, what about my mirrors? So, yeah, RIP to my Jeep, and then also RIP to my Honda Fit that was hit by a stolen car and launched from a speed bump. I'll tell that story in the future, but... Uh, Rest in pieces to any fucking Subaru lemons. The lemons of the lot. I have the worst car I ever had. Fuck a Subaru. You were constantly having to go to the shop with that car. Of course, I am, sucked. I'm glad, I'm glad that you got rid of it. The worst. It's the worst. And so, all right, we got one more real big thing to get into here for Halloween. Um, so Worst car I ever fucking had. <laughs> Subaru. So Subaru can burn in hell. The WRXs, though. Whatever you say. Fucking sick, man. Well, I want to talk a little bit, since we're almost to the end of our public Halloween episode, uh, any scary movies or favorite horror classics that you did this month or that you did yesterday, or that you're going to do before tonight's over, before you can call it a proper Halloween, what are they? I've just been on that Are You Afraid of the Dark old school. I got the Paramount Plus. I'm on that, like, all the time. It's terrible. It's, like, the worst, and it's so funny. I'm the on acting, there, too. The acting is terrible. They're all, they're all Canadian. 
Is it? That all? Oh, are you afraid of the dark? I was gonna say yeah, like, but I think there's a Canadian version too, though. It's all. That? It's all I of it's filmed in Canada. Okay. All right. Well. Anyways, yeah. Are you afraid of the that. dark, eh? You afraid that's of the why, dark? That, you afraid of the dark? That's why they all say sorry. <laughs> oh, that's, sorry. That's why they all say that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. That. Oh, sorry, bub. <laughs> I'm cold. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm cold. Oh, sorry. I'm cold. <laughs> <laughs> so, Excuse me. Sorry. sorry. Are you guys cool? Sorry. Here? So, are you Just fucking roasting Canadians? Are you afraid of the dark? Had there's a lot of young appearances on that. If you go, you'll find Ryan Gosling on that. Sick. He's Canadian. Uh, no, yeah. but no, but yeah. to Hobbs' point of why there's the blurred line of I think there uh, he thinks there's a Canadian version is what happened is the production company that actually did the show was not based in America, so American talent was fed up to go to if you were a child. Oh, you moved actor, down to Orlando to work for Nickelodeon, <laughs> huh? Well, have fun. You're going you're, you're to going, Vancouver, baby. We got you an on <laughs> on site shoot, and they would go produce the episodes up there, and it was handled by that production house, and then sold back to Viacom, and then they would air it. Yeah, so a couple Evil things. Dead remakes what I watched and I love that movie. Have you seen that? I love Evil Dead. I love the, the remake. I've seen the uh, remake. I've seen uh I've that's one of the ones I actually have seen all of them and I'm I don't have any problems with them. I think they're all fine. Yeah, I like the remake a lot. It's actually scary. Cult classic. Um uh but uh back to Are You Afraid of the Dark for one second. Do you guys remember the Midnight Society, the ki- the group of kids that they yeah. put around the campfire? Of course, they had the yeah. dust. So that's right. So if you if you, you think go, they were snorting that, if you, <laughs> I, I think well when you hear what I'm about to say, I think you're going to think maybe. If you go back and rewatch that, you could tell every kid is supposed to be a caricature of a type of kid that represented the market they were trying to reach. In each oh, episode, it actually yeah. evolves. So kids go and they bring on new kids with new personalities, mm. and yeah. it's the funniest pandering you've ever seen because it's like thirty and forty year olds writing lines for what they think kids in the '90s should yeah. be like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can. That's definitely apparent. It's like the <laughs> they got the the shirt cut off shirt muscle guy, and then the like girl, the young black girl that looks like Debrat with like the, the backwards hat. And shit. Always they have, like all the different like. Yes, that's hilarious. They have the nerd with glasses. Yeah, and he's like always. the leader, and then Tucker, the younger brother, who's just always, you know, he's just such a dweeb, but he tells good stories. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I wanted to mention about that show before we move on, they brought on one kid for that show for one season. And people liked him a lot. And then mysteriously, he was just gone the next season. So maybe he did get into the dust. Yeah. I didn't know you like to get wet, Dave. Yeah, exactly. I think I think he was I think he was cruising. Um, let's see. Halloween classic. Uh, I could tell you I had a series ruined for me that used to be classic as of last night. I watched uh, the Halloween franchise, uh, uh, four and five. Yeah, those don't hold up well. The ones at the end. They, what about three, where they have the roaches coming out of the robot mouth? That one's not that cool either. I agree with you because what happened was this: the the I think it was the copyright for Halloween lapsed the year before that movie was made, Halloween three. So because no one handled that, people bought the rights to the title Halloween. And they used the same marketing gimmick and all that. And what they did in the movie Halloween 3 is there's one scene where someone's watching TV. And on that scene on TV is Michael Myers doing something. Oh, my God. And that's how they worked it in. So it's, it, I agree with you. It's, it's a very weird one. Uh, it's psychedelic. And if you watch it as a different piece of art and you don't. Maybe I'll enjoy it. Yeah. I remember he, as a kid, I was like, what the fuck is it? It's this? a letdown because you're expecting to see 
Michael Myers. And then the fourth one is bad. Donald Pleasance looks like he's on his deathbed in number five. He looks like he's ready to go. Number six has Paul Rudd, which is just unfortunate for everyone involved. Um, Chrome hates Paul Rudd. I'm not a big Paul Rudd guy. Probably because someone said he looked like him Sexiest once or something. man alive. Yeah, old, yeah, old Paul Ruddy. Uh, so, yeah, no, the, uh, uh, the Halloween franchise got ruined for me, but you know what got rebooted that I know you watched, and we, we, we won't say too much. We don't want to ruin it for, uh, for Hobbs, but what did you think about that Hellraiser reboot? Love the Hellraiser reboot. So good. So good. Almost watched it last night. Oh, you blew close. it. Uh, so the the books, or sorry, the book that she finds. I don't. Did they do that in the first one? You guys no, want to know no. what okay. we watched instead? <laughs> what did you watch instead? Hellraiser. Hocus Pocus. Well, I fell asleep, but oh no, we watched that already. Good, good guess. There. God, uh, I know you love Jack Black. Oh, please, Goosebumps. Oh, I've man. never seen that. Okay, so I got yeah. some dirt on Goosebumps. All right, lay it on us. They filmed. Uh, the R.L. Stein's house in the movie was like three or four streets from where I used to work at a place in Decatur. And when they filmed that, I couldn't take that way to work and it was shut down the whole time. Mm. So like when that movie was being made, I was like real, I was actually kind of excited because I was like, man, all right, the street they're filming this on is one of the most filmed on streets in Atlanta. It's like very movie-esque. And then I saw the movie and I started reading headlines about Jack Black adjacent to the release of the movie. And, uh, it's not an enjoyable watch of Jack Black for one reason. And, it, it, and when I tell you this, if you decide to go back and rewatch it, you're not going to be able to unsee it this way. <laughs> he is having like serious substance abuse issues during the oh. production of that movie. So the takes that you see of him, if you actually count them and you count the screen time he has in that movie, he has less than 11 minutes of screen time or something like that. Damn, because he was just so... What was, it? was he on, cocaine? Alcohol, cocaine. Okay. So... If you rewatch Goosebumps, if you go and watch it again and you just like, I want you to actually try and keep a timer on for how the, the amount of time Jack Black is on screen. It's you know why that's so dangerous? Because you can have like 12 beers be skunked, then do cocaine, and it's like a reset. And then you can have 12 more beers and then do more cocaine, and then it's a reset. So that's really how that combo, like you don't realize you're doing that to yourself, but you're being, you're developing an alcoholism and a cocaine addiction at the same time. It's not good. It's indirectly what killed Randy Rhodes. Really? I thought he died in a plane crash. They were getting drunk and snorting blow while, Oh, they were trying to fly the plane above the tour bus. They were trying to do car pranks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a sick way to go out. I'm not going to lie. I would be like, that's so metal doesn't to go it, out like that. Doesn't it make more sense that alcohol and cocaine was involved Fuck with that yeah, now, dude. knowing what they did oh with the plane? God. Do you know about that, Hobbs, or the, the reality of it? we talked about it, maybe, I think, on the podcast. Actually. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think we did. Yeah. Damn, yeah, man. Yeah, but bas- yeah, basically, that that's truly scary. Spooky. <laughs> well, um, we're going to get ready to wrap it up and get out of here. If you, uh, if you guys uh, catch this in November, I uh, hope you had a happy Halloween. Hope it was spooky, safe, and fun, and great. And then you did not watch Grim Cuddy, or you should watch Grim Cuddy. Maybe either way, because that's the trailer. Watch the trailer and know that the movie wants you to stab your parents. You saw the Grim Cuddy? <laughs> Sorry, that's an inside bit about the. If anyone watches the trailer, they'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, make sure you, uh, if you're not already subscribed to our Patreon, go check out uh, patreon.com slash pissjug. Get a bonus episode per week, plus more bonus content coming soon. We're aiming to add video in 2023. So you heard it here, folks. We're going to be doing it. You guys got any parting Halloween thoughts before we get out of here? Trick or treat, pissers. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.